If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is up, everyone. It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Back for another week of uh, the podcast. And... This week, my co-host is back. <laughs> After a, a week of some technical difficulties, we're uh, we're back sharing the uh, podcast once again. Uh, we have two stories today. One regarding Ash's Pikachu versus Red's Pikachu. You know, the one from Pokemon Red and Blue uh, and I think Yellow? So actually, no, Yellow was, was Ash. I think you could play Ash in Pokemon Yellow um, because he had his Pikachu. But, um, basically, Pokemon has come out with Ash and his Pikachu in Pokemon Masters EX, the uh, free downloadable mobile game. Basically, they're doing this huge update where you can download and play some of your favorite characters like Ash now and his Pikachu, or Brock and Misty, uh, which would be kind of cool. I, I wouldn't mind playing as uh, Misty for sure. Uh, but, it now allows you to know for sure who is actually stronger, Ash's Pikachu or Red's Pikachu. The story that we were looking at basically has the breakdown of their stats, and it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, when we look at the stats here, Red's Pikachu has 726 HP, 354 for attack, 200 for defense, 354 for special attack, 200 for defense, or special defense, and 422 for speed. But uh, compared to Ash's Pikachu, however, Ash's Pikachu is 759 for HP, 302 for attack, 163 for defense, uh, 513 for special attack, 163 for special defense, and a whopping 285, I believe, for speed. I mean, they're really pretty even. But, um, I mean, what, what do you think, bud? Like, who who do you think would win in a, in a, in a match between Ash and Red? I mean, that would definitely be a tough one. I do think that they probably took uh, some good amount of consideration into making the stats for each Pikachu because, you know, with every single Pokemon being different, just like an individual human, they each can have individual stats, especially in all the games and Pokemon Go. I think it would definitely come down to the wire, and I think it would really depend on, and in my personal opinion, unfortunately, would be Red's Pikachu just with having that higher speed. I think would just potentially be, you know, a good problem. But then with Ash's Pikachu, his attack speed 
Yeah. Being as, as high as it is as well. Yeah. So I was reading that a little bit wrong. Because <laughs> I thought that normal speed was just the speed at the bottom. So I honestly think Ash's Pikachu would, you know, probably have more of a potential with that really high speed attack and pretty decent um, attack with that higher HP. You know, but like I said, I really think it would come down to a. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a pretty fine wire, and it'd be a really tough call to choose. You know, you'd really have to play it out best out of three or five. Yeah, I mean, now on the flip side, though, uh, Ash's Pikachu also has a special or a unique skill called Not Gonna Lose, um, which lets it resist two potential feints. So, I mean, again, it, like you said, it comes basically right down to the wire, um, you know, Red's Pikachu is faster, so it can get off more hits, but it's got a, it, it almost, on paper, it looks like it's got to fight twice as hard in order to get past that, not going to lose a uh, unique skill of Ash's Pikachu. I mean, yeah, it would be, I, I don't think I could put money on it, in all honesty, because it, it's right down to the wire, like you said, like, like it's... It, it would be literally a 50-50 toss-up on who would win, uh, which is scary considering, I mean, if they're basing these stats off of experience from, like, their different genres, you know, Ash's Pikachu through the anime and Red's Pikachu theoretically through the Pokemon games, then, I mean, if we're looking at the strengths through the games versus Ash's through the... Pokemon series, I would have to give it to Ash's Pikachu. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Like, Pikachu has gone up against some ridiculously insane Pokemon in the anime where, you know, Ash sends out Pikachu against, you know, something that's like 10 times the size of it, 10 times as strong, and it's thinking, well, okay, so uh, do you know something that we don't know, or are you just trying to see when, when Pikachu is going to actually die? Because... Like, right. this thing's going to get slammed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and especially if he would be able to somehow pull off a move like he does in the anime, too. Yeah. Really just stable mentality and psyche that Pikachu is going through and at, the, at the end of that movie. You know, if he was able to let something like that out with that special attack, uh, like he has on the uh, comparison between the two stats, you know... Yeah, you could definitely say Ash's Pikachu probably has a lot more experience and gone up against a lot tougher foes, and especially having that uh, um, special, what was it? Oh, the... Uh, the unique skill. Yeah, the unique skill. I mean, that's Usually the thing. would give him a good advantage. Yeah, I mean, Pikachu does have that weird... Like, Ash's Pikachu um, does have that weird unhinged psychotic moment right where it's tough but then all of a sudden you just you snap it one last time kind of thing and it goes from its base anger to like raging insane uh rage kind of thing and it seems like you know for instance like throw a number out there if its regular attack was like 700 now, all of a sudden, it's like triple that because he's extra pissed off kind of thing. 
um, kind of like that, you know, Hulk rage kind of thing, but in Pokemon form. Um, and, and I think that's the only way Ash's Pikachu would probably win, unless it essentially tried to wear out the opponent's Pokemon using that uh, that unique skill, basically just ground and pound and hold up until the other one gets the other one gets tired and eventually loses from exhaustion. But it's odd that also using red in this game, you can actually also use Snorlax. So apparently one of the main Pokemon for red was Pikachu, but also Snorlax. And they've actually gone even further, Pokemon has, with a update. So now you can actually use Charizard, Pikachu, or Snorlax, giving you more options to form the perfect sync pair. I mean, you, I, I guess theoretically you could go Charizard against Pikachu and, and see who's really the, the master of the stronger Pokemon, right? Um, I mean, Ash's Pokemon or Ash's Charizard was considered to be top notch in the gen one, uh, anime, uh, until much later when he got Lucario and, and, or, uh, Greninja, sorry, not Lucario. Um, Greninja, and even now he's got um, Gengar and Dragonite. So, I mean, it'd be kind of interesting to see who's the ultimate Gen 1 Pokemon when it comes to Ash and Red, you know? Is it his stubborn Charizard? Although this one wouldn't be so stubborn. Or is it Pikachu? And for our second story, we all collect Pokemon cards. Some of us play them, some of us collect them. Some of us scalp them, <laughs> but <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> strike a nerve with probably some of our audience there. <laughs> but um, what about pins? We all see these Pokemon pins in the boxes. Some people, you know, give them away. Some people collect them. I I personally collect them now, uh, but. Have you ever thought that these pins would be just as much as, say, your Gengar VMAX that's just come out from Fusion Strike? Uh, unfortunately, apparently, they can become quite expensive. Uh, when I was looking at this next story, I had no idea that some of these pins were selling for so freaking much money. So much like the button craze of the early 2000s, pins are currently a popular and highly collectible hobby for many people. Uh, the Pokemon pins have, or Pokemon pins can be used to decorate lanyards, backpacks, purses, and hoodies, uh, or walls. In my opinion, I have corkboard all over my walls that I do some crazy things with. Uh, the official Pokemon pins, though, are frequently included in the bonus items like the TCG collector boxes, or even purchased online through the official Pokemon Center, which I actually kind of forgot about. You know, I'm trying to collect many, many different pins. I never thought about going on the actual Pokemon Center website. So <laughs> they also mentioned like the um, the pins that are shaped like Pokemon, the gym badges, or even uh, include full scenes with the backgrounds that change sides. Speaking of, speaking of the gym badges, I actually have all eight original gym badges in pin form from the um, uh, <laughs> eBay. <laughs> I bought, uh, yeah, all eight. Uh, including some booklets that came with them from the Pokemon League 
uh, back in the early 2000s. So, I mean, uh, those are kind of fun. Um, yeah, I, actually, I'll send you a picture of them at some point. And actually, maybe, you know, that's good. I'll make it the uh, the clip art for this podcast. Just why not? So then everybody can see it. Uh, so because of this, the value of these colorful badges can be surprisingly high, even challenging Pokemon TCG values. Uh, one exact was the Pack West 2022 uh, Penny Arcade Pokemon pins that sell for a shocking amount. Um, during the Pack West 2022 series, players had a chance to earn one of these rare limited edition pins for free by visiting the Pokemon Play Lab, which was, I guess, on site somewhere. Uh, I'm starting to see some of the pictures here, and it's actually looking, looks really cool. Uh, those who took the time to go through the demo and try and match with the TCG were awarded with a stunning arcade Pokemon pin. The surface features a Pikachu laying on its belly in front of the handful of blue TCG playing cards. Uh, because the pins were only available through the Play Lab event at Pack West, <laughs> they have quickly become a rare and expensive find for Pokemon pin enthusiasts. Uh, <laughs> currently, the original free pins are selling between $50 and $150 US online. I mean, of course they are, right? Of course. Something. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's for free. It's selling for $50 to $150. Because, of course, rarity is the key. Uh, But compare that to a $5 to $10 pin that they sell on the Pokemon Center. But it's not the one in the one in whatever from the PAX 2022. So, I mean, let's compare the products here that, uh, or let's compare that to a product that, quote unquote, the scalpers have been flogging for insane amounts of money recently. Maybe the special delivery Charizard codes, which were selling for upwards of $100 back in August, uh, considered to be one of the rarer of its set. This shows that these pins are not far from the trading card game. And if they keep bringing, being produced in small numbers, scalpers, of course, will circle like ravenous animals. They go on to say that one listing on eBay has set the Pokemon pin purchase price at a minimum of $105, while a listing on Marikai has a listing for a steep $150. Of course. Now, I think, I mean, I obviously, I, I don't really know too much about uh, America. Merkai. Um, I don't know what their fees are like when you sell something. Uh, I know a lot of people do include the fee calculation into their pricing on eBay. 
uh, because eBay does take a good chunk. It's about 13% plus 30 cents. Uh, actually, 12.9%, sorry, uh, if I remember correctly, and plus 30 cents, depending on what you're selling. Most times in the TCG group, it's that 12.9 plus 30 uh, cents. So a lot of people will try and put that 13% uh, into their price. That way, when it takes the total off, you're actually getting what the product is quote unquote worth. So these prices rival some of the most expensive TCG cards in recent expansions. For those who earned a pin during the convention, it may be tempting to put it up online for a quick and solid profit, yet fans of the pin collecting may want to hang on tight for these limited edition trophies. I mean, I have uh, a 2016 World Championship pin uh, on my corkboard, and I mean, I'm Ideally, I would love to down or download. <laughs> I would love to buy pins from all the other worlds, but again, I'm afraid of this freaking price tag. Cause I mean, I think I bought. Well, I bought the deck uh, that this pin came in for forty dollars Canadian. Um, I've I've seen people selling the pin alone for ten dollars Canadian. Uh, and that was back in, that was a 2016 pin. So, I mean, I'm assuming the newer ones theoretically would be cheaper, except for obviously maybe like London. I'm assuming London would be ridiculously expensive uh, just because of everything that happened at Pokemon World's London. But I can't imagine what the older ones are selling for. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, there's... Um an Instagram page that I follow and believe it's called uh, King of Pen or something like that. And this, it's an individual, I believe, and he makes these custom enamel pins with like magnets and stuff on them. Oh, cool. A couple Dragon Ball Z cool ones of like Bulma, Shenron, uh, two of Bulma, and then from My Hero Academia, I have, I can't remember what her name is, but uh, each one of those pens alone, the ones without the magnets go for about forty dollars. Holy! And crap. then the ones, the ones with the magnets on them, those ones uh, also have Sugar Rocky with his hand on his face, and it's really cool. But that one was like, I think it was a bundle for that one that my friend had got me. The bundle that I had got, I'd spent probably a hundred and twenty dollars with shipping. Oof. USD. That was for the Bulma, Shenron, and then the other one. So for just three pins. Jeez. So they those enamel pins do get pretty expensive, but I feel like obviously TGC and making and everybody you know with the boxes and everything. They obviously have a good um, procedure and source of making those pins to be able to sell them for that price. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, also making mass amounts, you know, brings the uh, price down for everything material-wise, but... You would think. <laughs> yeah, but... And then that's where people are just going to take advantage of things. Yeah. Whatever they want. Because some of the quality of the pins that I've seen for Pokemon... You don't know exactly about the older ones, but the uh, three that I have from the Pokemon Go that just came out, the uh, 
Moultres, Zapdos, and Articuno. I love them and the Blanche. It's the only trainer card that I remember, but the other two as well. You know, if you made like a cool little set where you had all three of the trainer cards and the pins and like a nice little display case, you know, I could see that after a while selling for, you know, a decent amount, nothing too crazy, $100 or something. Now being going on with these things because I just think that that's insane to do that to other people who just want to collect and kids you know that this is a kids game it's meant for kids you know adults as well don't get me wrong I love it too but you know I remember having that nostalgia feeling growing up you see a lot of issues with people grown-ups going in stealing certain packs and certain boxes that a family comes to buy that box but they don't want to buy it because there's packs missing from it the pins or whatever it may be yeah i mean i, I see that a lot sour eggs that are in the community and i don't think there's a whole lot of them i love the pokemon wholeheartedly. well exactly yes yeah. yeah i mean i i see it all the time at the the walmart in my local town um you know i'll, I'll walk in early in the morning to do my grocery shopping and i'll see packs ripped open boxes ripped open and it's i mean it is what it is i mean they even have cameras with a tv showing that you're on camera when you walk down every single aisle in that in that store and people just don't care i mean you're you're not gonna stop somebody from stealing you're not gonna stop somebody from ruining someone else's enjoyment people are just a-holes and it's unfortunately it's just the, the world we live in um you know thankfully hopefully karma comes back around and and bites them in the butt um yeah yeah hopefully but that's the thing i i've seen people go home with these boxes and then rip nothing and then try and turn around and bring it back to walmart um i actually saw them put boxes back on the shelf like Walmart employees, and I've had to actually tell Walmart employees, um, you realize you just put a resealed box back on the shelf, right? Like, and and they, they you know, a lot of these people, they don't know Pokemon from a baseball card, you know? They don't know nothing. You know, they're, they're older people. They don't give a, a crap about these cards. But it's like, well, you realize, like, you're going to make someone really, really upset because you just put a repackaged product back on the shelf and, and like you know it unfortunately well thankfully actually um I, I guess i pointed it out to enough employees that finally now they've put a, a sign on there saying final sale so if you buy cards from walmart you, you can't return them regardless um good yeah i mean thank goodness and then you know because a lot of times it's you know they grab, they, somebody returns something and it's like, oh, okay, well, the box isn't damaged, so we're just going to put it right back on the shelf and resell it. But you don't know what's missing from that box, whether it be a Pokemon box or a vacuum cleaner or whatever. You, you, you don't know what's missing from that box, but it looks sealed, so screw it, right? And that's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, that's just stores trying to recoup their money back one way or another. But it ends up hurting your customers in the long run. Mm -hmm. uh, 
on that note, though, we are going to say goodnight for this episode of Pokemon Cave. Uh, we wanted to kind of keep this one short and quick. Uh, we both have things going on in our lives. Uh, stay tuned for next week. We'll be recording another one later in the week, I believe. I think it was. I think it was Friday uh, that we'll be recording one. Uh, and that one should be out by the weekend. And, of course, this one will be out by Monday or Sunday, give or take. Just on a quick note, um, I just wanted to pop on here quickly while I'm editing this podcast. I know, behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Um, you know, you guys can notice it sometimes. I notice it, obviously, all the time because we record and I'm editing. I get it. The sound quality is not the greatest, not necessarily for me, but for my co-host. And it's not his fault. It's literally my fault. It's my setup. Um, you know, I'll, I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram as well to kind of show you guys the behind the scenes of what actually goes into this podcast. Uh, it's not easy with what I have at the moment. Uh, while I'm editing this podcast as we speak, I have just ordered a soundboard that should be able to connect from my one small laptop to my recording laptop so that my co-host's audio will be crisp, clean, and fresh instead of it being choppy and staticky. Uh, because in reality, as I sit here today um, editing this podcast, basically, when we record a podcast, I have a phone with him on it through Discord or any other app. And he, his audio comes through the phone into the face of the microphone. Now, the microphone does a very good job at picking up his audio most of the time. Uh, and not just his audio. I mean, it's, you know, anytime I have a co-host or a, a guest on, it has these same issues. The microphone I have is fantastic. However, it records me very well, but it thinks that my co-host is AI background noise. I forgot to turn off that setting. I think I can turn off the setting, uh, but I forgot to turn off the setting before we recorded this podcast last night. Uh, it's currently Friday afternoon or almost Friday afternoon right now that I'm, I'm editing this. Uh, so I forgot to turn off that setting. I might try one more time with that setting turned off, see how it goes. Um, if that doesn't work, then the podcast after that will be essentially testing or will be with the soundboard. Uh, we will have to do testing beforehand just to make sure everything works. But please re be reassured that the audio should be improving very shortly. Again, I apologize. I know you, the fans, deserve better, and I'm deeply sorry for that. Until next time, everyone, stay safe, and we will talk to you next week. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.